We are in the middle of paragraph Yud. We're about to start the eighth shear. Uh, unbelievable Tyra. We went uh, pretty deep in certain parts. I think it ended up being a few extra shearim than we thought, So, but it probably will be another two. We are in paragraph Yud. On the standard print, it's page Lamed Gimel Amid Beis in the middle of the right column, the bolded words Vizebachinos of Uben. Uh, it's about three quarters of the way into paragraph Yud. Uh, just one thing, by the way, if you are growing, enjoying these shearim, I know uh, that the they're just they they're, they're a life source. Please feel free to share, put on a status, uh, drop the five stars in Spotify. Maybe it'll, uh, it'll get a little bit of extra exposure. Again, whoever can grow from them, it's uh, it's Latayelas. I we will just give a, a summary. Just we're in the middle of a paragraph, so uh, a high level. Try to keep it high level. I'm going to use Rav Chaim Kramer's summary notes from the English uh, from the English volume just as a basis to help go through it. We'll pretty much read through it. I don't want to uh, expand too much so that we can go right into the text into the Torah. The, uh, the he starts off to mitigate any decree of Gzeirach, or Rachmanel that's going to come that's going to come on to Klal Yisrael. The tzaddikim play a dual role. First, they are going to minimize towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu on behalf of the people, minimize the sin before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and from Hakadosh Baruch Hu towards the people, they will rebuke the people so that they get the people to come to do tshuva. And with these two ideas, they can bring a mituk in the din. That's going to be the first chaysam, as it were. The Torah is called chaysam b'sayachaysam. That's the first seal. The second seal is if they're going to be rebuking the people, there needs to be a relationship between the people and the tzaddikim, and that is going to be emuna. These two seals together allow this dynamic whereby the tzaddikim are going to be able to help mitigate the decree and bring a mituk in the din. That is the, the, the backdrop of our Torah where we are going to build out what it takes to have uh, the proper amuna, to have this relationship with the tzaddikim so that they can mitigate the decree. Uh, he goes on in the paragraph of paragraph three, perfect faith is drawn through the, through the seven shepherds, through the shivarayim, within whom are encompassed the leaders of each generation. However, the problem is, in paragraph four, there are false leaders who brazenly usurp leadership. The only way to counter this brazenness, this azus, is with the azus to Kedusha. Uh, and this azus to Kedusha is found in the sounds of Kedusha, of holiness, of crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Anach, of sawing Shaifer, song, charity. What's going on over here? So the here, here are the people. We want to attach ourselves to Tzaddikim. Of course, we would, all else being equal, we're looking for leaders. We want to attach ourselves to the proper leaders. But from our perspective, there's there's various competing influences uh, and uh, different different uh, priorities that are competing for our attention how do we uh, how do we cut past all of the noise uh, now, one idea I just want to mention, if we think about this world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu really is Kulo Taiv, Chayka Taiv L'Tetev, Elam Chesed Yibana, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants really only to give us good, the ultimate good, like the Mesil Sharm says, is an Elam Haba. From our perspective, sometimes we lose sight of this. We say Elam Haba, that's the world to come. What's the main world? Where we are. Lahavdil, if you think about a, a football game, the World Series, and then the winner gets a trophy. But the point is not really the trophy. The trophy is the reward. What's really the Iker working through the game. That's the Iker. That's really the main event. From our point of view, it's the opposite. We say in Perkei Avis that Olam is a Daimela Prozdor. And the, the next world is like the Trackland. That's like the palace, the house. HaKadosh Baruch wants to give us Chayketayv Lahetiv. He wants us to live in the house. That's really the, the, that's really where the ultimate good is. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up a system where the ultimate reward is where the the where the, the Matzev is created by, by the person. Where the person gets to earn his reward, where he gets to have, have bilis and ownership of that in order to, to do that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, instead of just giving us a track on HaKadosh Baruch Hu made this world as a hechetimtza, as a hallway, as a path to get to that ultimate good. Where How do we earn it? By HaKadosh Baruch Hu putting us into a place with a battle, with a 50-50 bechira, with good and bad. Or at least the uh, perceived perceived bad, because everything is coming from the source of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's one of the, one of the main paradoxes, or a main paradox of Amuna is how is there how is it possible for anything that would be Ra to come from a source that's Kuloi Taiv? Where does it come from? Okay, not for now. But if you think about a Kaddish Baruch Hu Kiviyachol as sitting outside this system, there's only Taiv, and then there's a system now that has the perception and the battle of Taiv and Ra and all sorts of competing influences, specifically so that we can ourselves through our own. Bechir, 
here, our own hard work, break through the system and appreciate the taiv that we would have otherwise uh, gotten, but now we earned it ourselves and it's even better. The truth is, is that the breaking, th- once a person can attach himself to Kulo Tov, that's r- the true reality, the true the true MS, everything else falls away and we'll realize that it's just a facade. So we need this Azus de Kedusha. We need to be able to distinguish and to break past. Sometimes the, uh, the negative influences from our perspective seem much more powerful and much more relevant, uh, but that's part of that. That's part of the system that we're in. Uh, we also discussed this idea of competing influences, not just the people to the leadership and the tzaddikim, but even in a pratiistic way, the guf and the neshama. So this relates in a nation way, in a in a kloliistic way, in a pratiistic way. Um, and then we said, okay, so now we have the tzaddikim. The tzaddikim are trying to get the people to repent, and there, there's going to be cries and azas to kedusha. We want to relate to them. However, there's also these echoes that are created by a person's sins, which prevent a person from hearing the sounds of kedusha, the sounds of holiness. And he, he goes on. We said that by sawing, by anacha, by crying out to a kaddish baruch a person is able to subdue the evil in himself, and through shimush, through a, 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 of a, of a person's body in the servants of the uh, in the service of the soul through the mitzvahs, a person can subdue the azus of the other side. Now we again we dug deep in all these things. If you go into the other shir, I'm just going to mention almost like a parallel idea. But we talk about using the guf to serve the neshama, to serve the chachamim in the service. I ha- happen to see. I have to go look at the the sefer. But uh, I saw an idea this week. It was tying it to uh, to, to vayachi. But uh, the, the, the idea that sometimes there's good and there's bad, and we want to ignore the bad, look the other way. We want to focus on the good, put ourselves into a good headspace, uh, and, 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 and therefore, Baruch Hashem, we, we made the right choice. However, that doesn't really, that's not mevatel the chayshach. That's not mevatel the negative forces. They could really come back when we least expect it in a different context, when we have less reserves and we have less strength. The, the, really what our avoda is, is not just to look away, sometimes in an immediate way, that's what we have to do. We have to just, you know, sormei ra, just get away from the negative and just focus on the positive. But the ultimate goal is really to convert the chayshach. We had an earlier Torah, I think Torah above, Baki Baratzai, Baki Bashaiv. It's not that we want to grow despite the chayshach and just not lose too much ground. We have to understand that there's different areas of avayda. The the uh, if you think in, in a number of different contexts, a person has a life saving surgery that's painful. They thank the doctor. A person uh, a person is exercising and they feel the burn. That's where the growth is. They embrace it. It's not always comfortable. It doesn't always mean that it's easy. But a person can't grow without that. And Therefore, they come to appreciate the avoda in different aspects, and therefore the chayshech it might be in certain ways less uplifting, as it were. A person doesn't feel the light as much in the times of chayshech, but there's no less chasvashalom to say. There's no less hakadosh baruch hu and relevance of avoda in the aura of the chayshech. It's it's in a different realm, and by doing that, a person can mamish can mamish convert the chayshech, and that becomes our also. A person also thanks Hashem for the chayshech. He thanks Hashem for the challenge. Realizes that it's for his benefit. A person can mamish attach himself to a kadosh baruch hu just as much in the aura of the chayshech. So the guf comes to serve the neshama. It doesn't mean that there's no guf, but the guf comes to serve the neshama. So that's again not exactly the idea. As you go through the Torah, you go back, but the, the idea of, of using them, it's one its one integrated process, not one despite the other. And uh, so that's as far as that's as far as putting down the azus, uh, the azus uh, of the negative azus, uh, so that a person can be able to hear and associate himself with the azus to kedusha. However, in order to develop this azus to kedusha, how does a person get the, the the azus that's needed to come close to the shiva roim through simcha? And we said that simcha joy is synonymous. This is in paragraph nine from going from darga to dargal, from darga to level to level, nasa v'nishma. And we 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 discuss this in the context nasa to the tyrus. Nigla and Nishma to the to the Nister, we really in the context of Torah and Tfila. Uh, and we started to build a whole structure around Nasev and Nishma and the, the this this dynamic existing at every level. B 
being uh, that nasa is something that we could do, something that we could relate to, and nishma is something that's beyond. And the, through our avodah, at every step in the process, we we have the things that we relate to. This we spoke about this idea in great depth as well in Torah Chaf Aleph, and we we describe this process of there, there are the things that we've conquered, the things that now have become part of us. There are the things that we're actively working on. There are the things that we relate to, but we have not yet made it part of us. We have not yet conquered it. We have not yet worked on it. Those are the things that we strive for, and there are things beyond that that's not even necessarily yet on our radar. And as we grow, we expand, and we we bring more of those outer concentric circles into the middle. And that's the process of Nasev Nishma, the things that we're doing and the things that we have yet to do. There's the Taira that we associate with Nasa, and then there's Tefillah, the, the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the, the, the reaching, reaching beyond, and a person has to have the, the yearning to, to keep on going in that direction and keep it relevant within him as he continues to go Darga to Darga, and now is uh, where we're going to enter into our part of the text. We're going to bring it back into this, the, uh, into the quote from Sefer Ditsniusa that we mentioned all the way at the beginning of the Torah, V'zebechinas av uben maimar v'chatsi maimar. This, this was the quote, and now we're going to bring this down to this system, this uh, dynamic of Nasev and Nishma, Kien Nasev Hubechinas Nigla. We're actually going to mention seven different pairings now. Rav Chaim Kramer suggests in his note that this is a, uh, alludes to the idea of the need to have a moon, to have faith in all Shiva Rome and all seven shepherds. Let's read them through, and then the uh, and then the Torah is going to start digging in. It says kihanase who bechinas nigla, nigla would be as opposed to each one of these. Each one of these ideas is going to be something that's a broader category, and then something that's uh, that's distilled. Who bechinas nigla as opposed to nister? Who bechinas Torah as opposed to tefillah? We said that nasev nishma is like Torah and tefillah corresponds. Bechinas bara, bara corresponding to bereshis. Bara, by the way, is also a son. But bara, if you look even the word. Bereshis is Bez Resh Aleph Shin Yud Taf. We also discussed that earlier. Bechinas Ben compared to an Av. Bechinas Eden Tata compared to Eden Ilah. Bechinas Chachma Tata, which uh, is a, an allusion to Amuna, sometimes we say, as opposed to Chachmila, which is Chachma. Bechinas Chatsi Maimar as compared to a Maimar. Can I get Hanishma? So these were all of the Nases that we read out, and I read it into it. Nishma Shu Bechinas Bereshis, Maimar Ashalem, Chachmila, Eden Ilah, Bechinas Av, You'll notice, by the way, that the order changes. I don't have any good shot in that. It looks to be almost a reverse order. Nister is the last one mentioned, but Nigla was the first one mentioned. But over here, um, some of them are otherwise out of order. So something we could put on the back burner, maybe we'll discuss later. I don't know. But in any event, he called Darga, Neged, Darga Shalamala Mimena. We're talking about Malamata, above and below. Obviously, these things are not spatial. But whenever somebody is moving to the higher darga, who bechinas chatsi maimer, wherever he is at for, for now is going to be chatsi maimer. I'll give a couple of uh, of examples of ways that I think it helps me think about it. I don't know if any of them are perfect mishalim, but. Uh, one suggestion, and none of these examples necessarily come only from myself. I've heard different people talk about certain ideas. When you think about something that's more abstract, when we talk about the Ein Sof and the Arain Sof and the development of the spheres, from our perspective, we're, we're taking something that's more spiritual, more ruchnius, more abstract, and then we are distilling it, a Kaddish Baruch Hu's same things, into something, the Olam Amaisa, into something physical, into something that we can relate to in our terms. Uh, I heard one time somebody point out that when a person has, let's say, a raw emotion, they're crying hysterically. That might actually be the most accurate representation of what their emotions are, of what they're feeling. When the person comes down and you say, what's bothering you? And they put it into words. It takes a step towards the intellectual. Now it's quantifiable and now you can relate to it and you can also address it. You can also deal with it, uh, perhaps let's say in therapy. On the other hand, now that it's quantifiable, it's, you're able to convey it to another person. It also is a step removed from actually the truest the, the, the truest representation of what it was meaning when it was raw emotion the person couldn't even describe it it was it, it was beyond words there was nothing by by putting it into something that was more tangible it actually it added in a certain sense because now it's a chafza, it's something that's relatable but it also took away perhaps this is also a tool when a person goes to a therapist when you they want to speak things out if somebody is has a, an emotion that they can't deal with when a person puts it into words 
it puts it into uh, it, it puts it into something that, that that can now be dealt with, and it becomes less overwhelming. Okay, maybe people have their own ideas. Another example I heard, I think I heard the name of Revolbi, but I don't remember. One of the G'daylim, when they used to have a Chiddush, something that they were really affected by, something that created a Hargasha, some, something that they understood that they never understood before, they would let it sit and cook, so to speak, for a, a number of months, maybe even it was a year. I'd have to I'd have to look back where as the person who I heard it from initially, before telling it over, before even maybe writing it down. Why? Because once you write it down, you're almost freezing it in time. You're putting a label on it. When somebody has almost an intuition, some sort of an idea, something that's not limited in the way that you present it, then it's it, it doesn't have certain boundaries. Once you put it into words, once you tell it over, so now the information you can compare, contrast, you can plug it in, it's now usable, that's an advantage. But on the other hand, it's going to stop affecting you at a more uh, at, a, at a more inner level once once now it's articulated it's written down it's in a notebook it's something to be worked with it's no longer something that's a hargasha something that that changes your perspective and your vision now in our terms also if you think about an animal an animal can have pleasure certainly it's instinctive and it can eat it can do physical things on the other hand an animal will never have the actual pleasure i'm using the example of pleasure because it's something that a person relates to benefits from that they that they have a value when a person that actually has a pleasure not just a physical pleasure of doing the making a hard moral ethical choice an animal can't have that the lahavdil the pleasure of having completed a difficult crossword puzzle sudoku a five-year-old does not have that pleasure may have the, they may have the pleasure of ripping it up the value of a gold watch to a two-year-old maybe it only has a value if it tastes good in the mouth and it feels good on the tongue so when we grow from darga to darga, we, we're actually maturing, we're advancing, we're getting close to a more true, real <coughs> relationship uh, with with ourselves, with our neshama, with the our ainsof that's in us, and we and we get closer at each level. We relate to it on a more base way, and we get to a more dark, a more subtle, uh, a, a more subtle appreciation for things as we grow in our avoda. We went deep into this in Tarechaf Aleph. The idea uh, we used the uh, example of concentric circles, like of a target board at every level. There's the things that I do, there are the things that I am uh, shooting for, the things that I have ambitions. I relate to a certain idea, but I have not yet integrated and incorporated, I have not yet made it my own, and then there are the levels that I don't even relate to as an ideal. There are things that are totally beyond me. So over here at every, and this is the, the iteration and the process at every level of Nasev and Nishma, things that I do, and then things that are beyond me, things that I have a relationship with, and then once I uh, I relate to those strongly and I integrate those, those become Nasev, and then there's the next level of Nishma, until uh, we said, does this ever stop? We talked about in the last year of Tyrus Hashem, of Tfilas Hashem, of reaching towards his spotless. Okay, last year we talked about it. So over here, If you think about an Av, think about a teacher. Uh, somebody gives over an idea. That's the full complement of the idea in its full strength. Now somebody, the Talmud, the son, goes and conveys it afterwards. We have an idea of Yeridas Hadiros. Yeridas Hadiros, are people not smarter now than they ever were? Are people not more advanced, more technology? Well, leaving uh, not to get into the full discussion, but if, if the people that were at Har Sinai, Mamish had an experience. We know that they heard the first two dibras from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. They Mamish, uh, they, they, they Mamish expired and they came back. Then they, they heard from Moshe Rabbeinu Shchinim Adabim Mitach Groinai. The Tanam, the closer that people were to Sinai, is the closer they were to the full Mimer. And as it goes further, even if the information is conveyed and even if the chain of Masorah is unbroken. Leaving aside, well, you know how Machlekesim developed all that, but in principle, the closer you are to the actual source, the closer you are in each level—a mimer versus a chatzi mimer. The kikol darga neged darga mimer. Every level compared to what's above it is something that is going to be, in, in these words, half. Now, I don't want to say half like as though you're missing information. Maybe it's not accurate, but even if the entire thing is filtered so that it's mitzamtim, in other words, it's it is an accurate representation. We've used technology before, like. You know, let's say computer code, and then what's on the screen. What's on the screen might be a beautiful image. It's something that we can relate stronger to, but it's not as true of an expression as what's actually in the code. If there was a bug or you had to fix a real problem, you'd have to dig into the code. That's actually what's going on. Further, kikol bnei adam v'chayos, all people, the chayos, and 
animals, for ifais, birds, tzmachim, plants, for kol dvarchem, dvarchem shebzei olam, and everything in this world, heim rak bechinois chati maimer neged ha'olam shelemala mizei ha'olam. Ki heim rak remozim lidvarim ha'gavoyim mehem. Everything in this world is like a remez of something above it. The, now, I, I think what, what he means over here is, again, there's two ways to view a half. You could view a half as, you know, I have a black and white cookie, I took the black half and I left the white half on. There's something that I'm missing. Another way to look at it is it's like a filtered version, but everything is represented. So if a person, if there was, it was if the light that was too bright to look at, and then you put it behind some sort of a filter so that you could look accurately through the lens and see it, you wouldn't see it, you, you wouldn't be able to relate to it in its full strength. It would be only half of the light that's coming through, but it would be an accurate representation. If you have leverage, just the, the, the idea of creating leverage, think about the, if you have, let's say you're holding on to a long stick, so I flick my wrist from holding it horizontally to holding it vertically. How, how far is that? Three, four inches when I turn it. Let's say the stick is 10 feet long. That stick might have just moved, you know, how many feet in the air from the other tip of the stick being in a horizontal position until I flicked it all the way up to go upwards in the air. You can have small movements that have large implications that are totally accurate and representative of what you did, but they have a, a different expression. So everything that we see here in the world is a more base, a more lemaisidic expression of something that's going on far above us. Everything is within the blueprint. And we already quoted, there's a certain surah to the world. That surah represents itself in the Mishkan. That surah represents itself in an Adam. And we have our limbs, we have our sins, this is corresponds to the positive mitzvahs, to the negative mitzvahs. We, there's a corresponding element to the Bria, to the surah of the world that we strengthen, that we give kiyam to when we do our mitzvahs. The, the, the world operates according to its surah. The remez, the, what we see in the Lamaisidic way, we have the ability to create leverage to affect things far greater than us uh, in the world. A animal does not have that ability in a certain sense. That's why people are more powerful than Malachim. We have the ability to affect that leverage, and a Malach doesn't because we have this Bechira. Now, in a way, it's a huge bracha that we specifically do not realize the unbelievable power that we have. Otherwise, we'd be blown away. We wouldn't have any Bechira. We would, we would just be uh, we would just be floored. The fact that we that we walk around in the world as it presents itself to us allows us to go about our daily lives and still have the choice between engaging in Kedusha or Chas on the other side. V'chein me'oylam la'oylam, this, this what we're talking about exists every at every step, at every oylam, at every part of the process, the same way that the abiyah, atzilas bri atzira whatever is in this world, connected to the next world, also that exists in the next world to the oylam on top of it. It's not just that there's gashmias and everything else. This this process is at every stage. V'chein klolius habriya neged koidem habriya. The HaKadosh Baruch, there was Aren Sof, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kevyachal uh, had had a rutzen to and and wanted to create the world. The expression of the world when we kayachel Also, that means that the brio was chatsi maimer. Bchinis chatsi maimer keneged whatever rutzen Hashem was. Uh, it's hard. I don't want to put into words to create the world before that. Ki iker shleimus the be'ein saif v'sham hu bechinas maimer shalem. The iker shleimus is to have us batlus with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That is the most all-encompassing. It's hard to put into words anything that we talk about ein saif in our ein saif, but the only tr- most truest representation is the source, the neshama of the neshama, the source of the source, the ultimate or origin of anything that comes afterwards that gets brought me everything is encompassed within that, and therefore that is the truest. Everything after that is a more distilled representation of it, and therefore... The clolius of anything within the Bria is going to be Chatsi Maimar vis a vis the Ainsai. Vizet bara, Shehu clolius habria, who Chatsi Maimar neged beratius. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah tells us the Hakarish Baruch who created the, the, the world in ten Mamaros. Where's the tenth one? It only says Vayomer nine times. The tenth one is beratius. Different ways of understanding the Maimar Chazal. One way is that it's time in order to create. You have to have it that something didn't exist before and now it exists. That's what you created. You brought it into uh, into the system of Bria. So there has to be a, a timeline. We spoke about this at length in one of the earlier Tyras. But also that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, as far as creation is concerned, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it B'Kayach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in that there should be 
the hechetimsa that things should be in the bria and unfold from that. Bereshis represents the bria bekoyach shubachinas koydem habria. That is that the world. It, it's like I think the Rashi tells us already that everything was really created on the first day, and then it only came into being uh, subsequently. Bereshis represents. Tefillah. Tefillah is something outside the system. There's a system of nature. When I when I want to daven, I want to relate to a Kaddish Baruch Hu B'tefillah. I'm asking a Kaddish Baruch Hu, a person is sick, a person needs money. I'm asking a Kaddish Baruch Hu to bring something in from outside the system. If things just go on the regular progression, on the regular momentum, it's going to be like this. Am I asking for Nisim? No. The more that I relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a real way, is that really any different from asking my father, brother, mother, sister, boss for something? I need an injection of some sort of shefa. Person needs, they don't have enough parnasa. They ask somebody to inject extra parnasa. It's not an ace. They're asking for, they're asking for somebody to give them something. So now I'm asking a Kodesh Baruch Hu to give me something that I don't have. But that's Bekayach. That didn't come into the Bria yet. We're establishing this framework where Tefillah is Bekayach. Tefillah is something outside. Tefillah is something I'm yearning for. Tefillah is the Nishma. And Taira is Bepayel. So the, the, uh, over here we say Bereshis is that first uh, framework that the first idea that there should be a Bria, and then everything afterwards is Bara, it unfolded into the Bria. There's Tefillah, and then the, the, and then there's Taira. Taira represents Bepayel, Tefillah represents Bekayach, the relationship outside to a Kaddish Baruch the grasp, the yearning. So, that is a Maimer Shalem, and then the things that unfold from that are a more distilled uh, idea and a more distilled version of that. That's going to be Bepayal. Bereshis is, if you rearrange the letters, it's Yare Baishes. Rav Chaim Kramer points out a person who, who has a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He applies to a person who fears Hashem because of his greatness and awesomeness. Such a person is embarrassed of his distance from his inconsequentiality vis a Hashem, and therefore prays to draw closer to him. And when we say that we're inconsequential, a person is very relevant. We just said a person is more relevant than Malachim. But why? Because we make ourselves a shliach of a Kaddish Baruch Hashem gives us the ability to have leverage over things that are much greater than us. Therefore, that's our relevance. But us on our own, with our own Ratzon, before we make a Kaddish Baruch we align ourselves with Hashem. So then we don't have our own individual relevance. The relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Bereshis, Tefillah, Yarei Baishas, or understanding our position, our, uh, our relative significance vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu, really we're only relevant in as much as we're mevatel ourselves to Hashem. That's Shida Tefillah. Bechinas Yiras Hashem, he Tishalal. Tishalal is Lashon of Tefillah, Shumayim Roshalem. Yal Kain, Emuna Nikra Yerushalayim Canal. We we mentioned earlier Chachmila Chachmatata that Yira goes down to Emuna comes from Yira. Emuna is really the Chatsi Mimer from Yira from this relationship from Tefillah. And we're going to associate Yerushalayim with Emuna. This is going to be the the Chaysem Chitzon, the Emuna that we need to get close to break through and establish relationship from the draw Emuna from the Shivarayim. This is going to be the outer Chaysem that we spoke about earlier. Valkane Emuna Nikra Yerushalayim Canal. Yerushalayim is called Kirya Ne'emona, Al-Shem She'ikr Binyana Mi Bereshis. Yerushalayim really comes, it's Binyan comes from Bereshis, Shehu Bechinas Yira Shalem. Bereshis, we said, is Yira, Yare Baishes. Yerushalayim is a, if Rashi Chumash explains that the word Yerushalayim comes from uh, Avram Avinu, said Hashem Yira, Avayikra Avram Shem Amokum Ahu Hashem Yira, and Shem Malkitzedek, called, he's called Melech Malkitzedek, Melech Shalem. So we put those together, Yira and Shalim Yira, even though it says Shem will see, is a uh, is also the same letters of Yira of or of Yira Shemayim. So Yushalayim is representative of Yira Shalim, complete Yira Kitaman Yira over there. In Yerushalayim is Yira, Taman Shalem. Over there, there is Shleimus, Kiein Machsur There's nothing lacking. There's only Shleimus to Yereyev, to those who fear Hashem. That is the truest perspective of Victor Miller's Atzal. I think says that Yira and Ra'a, to see, you see clearly, you really understand your relationship with Hashem. That's then the, the necessarily that involves Yira. So it says Kiein, uh, that Yerushalayim is a Bechina of Yira, which is a Bechina of Bereshis, of Yare Baishis, of Maimer Shalem, Kiemun. Because Emuna, we said that Yerushalayim is Kiryan Emuna, Emuna it comes from the Rome. We drew Emuna down from our relationship with the Tzaddikim Kanal, like we said before. 
from getting close to the Shiva Rayam were Zoycha to Amona, Ula Rayam Yevshilis Kariv Kimaide Azus Kanal were unable to get close to the Rayam, to the the positive leadership we said, without Azus Kedusha, without breaking uh, breaking away and, and putting down, we said through Shimush, uh, we're able to put down the negative Azus, the negative influence, we're able to break away from it. And then we have to use Simcha to get close to 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 hear the coil of the Kailas of Kedusha for the Azus to Kedusha. That's what allows us to get close to the Shiva Rayam. Ula Azus. How do we get the Azus? Through Simcha Kanal. The idea of Simcha related to the process of Nasev Nishma, the process of Nasev Nishma, of Torah and Tfila, that is a Bechina of Simcha. Simcha is what gives us uh, the Azus to Kedusha that we break through the negative forces so we can get close to the Shiva Roim, uh, so we can draw down a Muna. Ach Iker Shlemus HaSimcha. Not just the process of Nasev and Nishma, but Nasa is what we have. The process of Nasev and Nishma, the Nasa is where you are, is really focused on the Nishma, on the process. Not just the Torah, but the Tefillah, the relationship, the yearning to go beyond where you are. Hu al yidei yira. The Simcha comes from yira. Ki v'gilu ber'adaksiv. The Pasuk in Tehillim says, v'gilu ber'ada, rejoice in your trembling. Hainu now just to stop for a second, Vigilu Bra'ada, the Gemara says, Vigilu Bra'ada, how can you, why do you need both? So the Gemara says that a person needs to have a certain amount of urine simcha so it doesn't get out of hand, but we're asking a deeper question that the Arve Nachal explains. How do you, Pash, have these two things go together? They seem to be opposites. How can you have simcha and yira if you're in awe, then your mom is trembling, then you're not a simcha. If you're simcha, you're happy, you're having a good time. The example that we've given before is you have a five-year-old sitting on the gadol adar's lap, and he says, we are great friends, maybe on his level, but that relationship of getting a candy from this rav, from this gadol hadar, if I told you that a yeshiva bach or a kol young man or an adult, his, in the entire scope of his relationship with this rav is that he gives him a lollipop, and this person is the Gadol Adar, you would say, no, that's not the relationship. I want a deeper relationship. But the depth of the relationship comes from his understanding of who this person is and what he represents. So the more that there is a Yira, the more that there can be a true Ava. Think about a person's hero, his idol. The more that a person is removed from that and they hold that person on a pedestal, the more that they want to get close to them and they realize how meaningful the relationship is. And the more if that person has some sort of an interaction with them, the more that they ultimately appreciate it. If there's no Yira, so then we go back to our lollipop example. Even the Ava from having the relationship is limited. Ava and Yira have to go together because the depth of the Ava is the depth of the understanding of the relationship and the truest understanding of a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu is based on Yira, but if there's only Yira, so then that's uh, that, that's uh, I don't say standoffish, but Yira is would be a repellent. Ava is getting close. The the Ava is the desire to get close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but the depth of understanding how much you want to get close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu is recognizing the gap between you of of Yira. Baruch Hashem, we have Avinu Malkenu, so we we know that we have a primal at our core a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we can get past all of that, we could tap into it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, wants us to give him nachas, b'ni b'chayri Yisrael. But the Ava and Yira be'etzim go together. The more there is a Yira, the more that the relationship is appreciated in Ava. The more that we get close, the more of a revelation we understand that you know, the closer you get to the mountain, the higher that it looks. From the top of an airplane, the mountain doesn't look that high. The closer you get, the higher it looks. The more there's an Ava, the more you get close, the more there's Yira. The more there's Yira, the more that you want to get close. And the Parpalas L'chachma explains that this Azaz to Kedusha that comes through Simcha, that comes, that the Simcha is the Bechin of Nasev and Nishma, the Shlemus of Simcha is really based on the Nishma, is based on the Tefillah, then that Simcha this Gilu Bura'ada, the Gilu, the rejoicing, but the Simcha, the feeling of satisfaction, the feeling of attainment, that comes from the yearning, from the accomplishment. Think about any person that accomplishes something that has the satisfaction, that has the, 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 the Simcha of having attained something. That's because there's something that they want to attain. That's because there's an ambition. There's something to strive for. There's a feeling of accomplishment. There's a, uh, a, a I don't know, the source of the, uh, of the statement. I think I've seen it before. 
Tainug tamidi enan tainug. A constant pleasure is not a pleasure. A person goes and they're very cold. They go into a warm room. When they originally feel the temperature change, they feel, ah, the warmth. They're around the fire. Then they get used to the temperature and they no longer feel that, uh, that, that change. The more that something is constant, the pressure. If you push something, then you feel the push. If you just hold it against it, so then it's constant. You don't feel that impact of the pressure. We're going to speak soon about the idea of Yeridah Shilatzer Chaliyah. If a person would have a, just be in a constant state, or we spoke about Malachim, then there's no idea of growth. The idea of growth means that you're moving up in levels, but the only thing that can inspire growth is dissatisfaction. This is a profound, I mean, we could talk about just this idea for the rest of the year, and we will go deeper into this idea. In order to grow, in order to have simcha, in order to have yearning, there has to be wanting to be growth. In order to have growth, there has to be something that propels growth. There has to be chayshach, there has to be wanting to get closer. We didn't go so much yet into this idea. So for now, we only spoke about the idea a person could always be going in the same direction and going ever higher, although yesterday's light is tomorrow's chayshach. If you're getting close, if you're going higher, so then the higher you go, the more that you realize that where you were yesterday is low compared to where you are. And we're going to talk, go even deeper into the idea of your what inspires growth and dissatisfaction. This is a total reframing of the process of Avoda. Nimsa she'ikar binyan ha'amuna, the ikar binyan of of Amuno, which is the Chaisem Yadayan. This is the outer Chaisem. This is what uh, gives a basis for a relationship with the Shiva Roam, the Amuna that will allow the, the Tzadikim to go be Mavat Ligzer, which is where we started our Torah. Bechinas Yerushalayim Kiryan Amuna, which is represented by the idea of the Bechina of Yerushalayim of Amuno, which really comes, it's based on Yira. Zoichen Alidei Tfila. This all comes from the process. Maimer Chatzim, Maimer Amuna is coming from Yira. Yira is Tfila, is Yareboshis, is Bereshis is being mevatel oneself, going all the way up towards the Ein Sof, and this process continues, Shubachinas Yira, Bachinas Maimra Shalim Kanal, everybody on their Madrega, continuing on this process that just keeps on going on, Vialkain, Nikre, Samuna, Yerushalayim, Shu Yira, Shalim. That's why Yerushalayim is representative of Muna, because Amuna comes, Yira, Shalim. That is the truth of the relationship of Amuna of faith, Ki Iker, Binyana, Alide, Bachinas Yira, Shubachinas Maimra Shalim, Shubachinas Bereshi, Yare Baisha Shumaimra Shalem Kanal, the Yerushalayim is emuna is the statement the expression of a full yira will will represent itself in emuna. Veze edus Hashem Nemana, and that's what it says. Edus Hashem is trustworthy, is Nemona. Edus Hashem Shehema Adayim. These are the crowns, the Nasiv and Nishma that we mentioned before. Hanal. Nemana al yada nivnes emuna through the nasev nishma through the tefila the 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 second for both crowns that's where we get simcha azis kedusha that's where the emuna comes from all of these ideas uh, get brought together through the process of nasev nishma v'zeh misham roya even yisrael it's a pasuk we just had parshas vayechi very timely by the berachas yosef it says the pasuk says vayefos zroy yadav midei aver yakov misham roya even yisrael based on rashi it says that. Paro put the ring onto Yosef, and the, the, uh, Yosef supported Yisrael, and it says Evan. Evan Yisrael is a, a notricone, it's a uh, contraction of of Uben, because Yosef was Mepharnes Yaakov, and the Shvatim as well, the Targumo of Uben, Vizem Maimer Hashalem Shu of Uben Kachada. This is in line with how we've been explaining it, but he's coming to say, until now, we said that there's Avu Ben, there's Maimer Shalem, and then there's Chatsi Maimer. Uh, I, I think that we sort of read a little bit of, uh, of this in, foreshadowed where it was going. Uh, let's just see his point. Ki Chatsi Maimer hu bechinas ben l'chud, aval Maimer HaShalem hu avu ben kechada, kisham nechlal hakol. It's not separate things. The idea of something bekayach, maybe not in the way that we relate to it, something bekayach is potential. We would say maybe, well, you don't have anything. It's like what a teacher tells a kid, a parent, well, the kid has a lot of potential. You know what that means? The kid's not doing anything, right? But that, that's not really, when we say that something is bekayach, it's inclusive of what comes after it. 
so the way that even we just described the idea of Yira, of Yira Shema, of Yira Shalem and Emuna, something that's broader, something that's Beratzon, actually the, something, it's more, it's more limiting when the, when it becomes actualized. So now that potential has been put in a very specific way into a pile. So that's a, the, the idea that now there's an expression or going back to the way that we said when a person takes raw emotion, now they put it into words, the raw emotion was inclusive of how it ultimately became manifested and how it became realized. So it's not really two separate things. The Chatsi, the, the Chatsi Mimer is just one expression of it. That is a, uh, a smaller, so to speak, a more narrower version. But the Mimer Shalem, the Bekayach, the broader idea was actually encompassing. That's what we see from Evan Yisrael. The Ben is the Chatsi Mimer, but the Evan is, uh, the, the broader Mimer is really Evan. It's Oven Ben Kechada. It's one idea. Kisham Nechol In the Av, it actually includes the Ben. The Nishma includes the Nasa. The relationship that we're reaching beyond includes what will ultimately come of it. And through going with Madrid, and continue going up a bechina of Evan Yisrael of Avu Ben, but going the Oven Ben doesn't mean going just from the Ben to the Av. When once you go to the Av, it's inclusive of the Ben together. You reach the Maimer Shalem, and then you you, you realize. You're going from something that's partial into the into what was inclusive of it, and then you go to the next level. Now, what you have is actually partial compared to what was inclusive of that. That's how you keep on going until you reach levels and levels of simcha, and from the level of simcha of satisfaction of attainment of reaching be above and beyond. That's where a person is able to achieve azus to kedusha, to attach to the shivarom, to get a muna, to uh, have the outer seal, so that the tzaddikim can ultimately, we said, be mavatel gzeres yachal lavo lebechinas royim canal. That's the Raya Evan Yisrael. Now it's attaching the Evan, which is Avu Ben, the process of Nasev Nishma, to the Raya, to the Shivim Roim, because it's through this Simcha of the Nasev Nishma process that a person gets Azus to Kedusha that they attach themselves to the Rayim. Okay, now we are about to start paragraph Yudal. If you're going to have to hold on to your seats, we're going to try to take it a little bit slow, but we're going to say things that are unbelievable, that are worth chazring over and over and over again. Person has engaged in the growth process. He went through the Nasev Nishma. He was someplace. He had an ambition. He grew. And now he's incorporated that. Now he's in another place. And now he wants to continue on to the next stage of growth. And he goes from Nasev Nishma Zeh Lamadregas. Nasev Nishma Gavoyamimena. Now on to the next phase. Nasev Nishma. It's a beginning of Kabbalah Satira. He's going to, to become a Kli. He's going to receive. He wants to get to the next level closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tzorach Lios Yerida Kaidem Ha'aliyah it is necessarily so. Part of that process, like in the physical world also, if a person isn't going to throw a ball, they're going to wind up. If they're going to, comes up in the Gmar Makas, a person is going to swing an axe. First, they go down behind them, right? There has to be a wind up. A person goes down in order to go up. Tzorich Lios. It's necessarily so. It's built into the system that there's going to be a Yerida Kaidem Ha'aliyah. We're going to talk about this a little bit because it's just so unbelievably important. The next word We'll come back to that as well. So I'm going to quote a little bit from Likute Halachas in a minute. But you know, when we have these these concepts, these Yisraelistic concepts, that somewhat abstract, somewhat hard to grasp, we'll try to also speak about it. Maybe give a few mishalim. Try to 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 give a point and a taste, remuzim, like we were talking about before, so we can really get a full flavor of how this comes out within the human experience. So one idea that we've talked about is not even necessarily a yurida, but it's a perceived yurida in terms of in terms of how we relate to things on a relative scale, meaning a person is in eighth grade, they're at the top of the school, and they, they have a certain level of bilis. When a person has a certain level of, of being on top of things, then they're, they're going to relate to growth in a different way. They'll be topped out. They have a different avoda. Even if you talk in terms of birth order, somebody who's the oldest in a family might have a certain leadership position. They might, you might treat your five-year-old old when he's the oldest or she's the oldest in a certain way and let's say a person has several children and now the youngest is five years old 
Maisa Bechol Yom, when the oldest is five and then the youngest is three, you're telling the older one, give the other kid the toy, take care of this one. There's a certain leadership responsibilities. When the oldest is ten and then the younger one is five, so you're not treating the five-year-old all of a sudden as the big one. Now you're taking the ten-year-old and telling them to give it to five. It's actually something that people have to be very conscious of, totally other discussion, right? Not to let the older one not have the benefit of being the kid and not to let the younger one constantly never have the responsibility of of, of having to give. That's a totally separate discussion and uh, just really rushy prakim. But in, the idea that I'm mentioning is there's a certain way that a person relates to avoda, in this context the kid, when they're the older one, they're the one on top, they're the one who's um, sort of at the top looking down versus the bottom looking up. So you take a kid, they're in eighth grade, uh, and then all of a sudden they go into high school and they're in ninth grade. They become a twelfth grade, they're a senior, and now they're a freshman in college. When a person is ready to graduate, they're ready for an aliyah, they have to start again at the bottom. Are they When they're at the bottom, are they lower than they were originally? No. In this in, in this way that we're addressing it, that's not true. However, there is a yurida because all of a sudden they feel, uh, they, they felt like they were on top of the world, and now all of a sudden they feel like they're at the bottom of a mountain. That's one idea of, of graduating and, and rising in stages. The Likute Alachas over here says that a person who is going to have a Yerida before an Aliyah is going to go through Nisyainais. The truth is that Nisyainais, the Likute Alachas, if I mentioned, Erev Tchumen, Dalit Zayin. But let's think about what a Nisayan is. We have the Tanisyonas by Avram Avinu. A Nisayan, a Nase, is a flag. A Nisayan is something that brings me Kayach Alapayal. Uh, the people say have that a person never gets a nisayin that they can't pass. Now, does that mean that a person is going to be successful in every single thing that comes up in life ever? Not necessarily. But what we're really talking about is nisayinis. The idea of a nase is specifically that a kaddish baruch who gives a person a hechatimsa a context to bring a nase to go mikayachalapayal to bring out a certain strength so that that way makes it real. When if a person has you know ten things that they want to accomplish in life, ten things. That's overwhelming. If you take them one at a time, once I take one and I grow through that one, I can address the second. Then I can go all the way, all the way up to the ladder. Why? I, if I had those kaiyachas inherent in myself, what's the difference if I actually grow? If I actually go up in the rung? Why can I just, uh, why can I just do it all at the same time? The answer is that as a person brings things they grow, they expand, they make it real. Hergalnasateva, they bring it into their experience, and now they can go weiter. So nisyonos are there for growth. On the other hand, nisyonos are opposition. Nisyonos are uncomfortable. <coughs> when a person excuse me, is in the period of nisayin, a lot of times they feel a feel uh, they, they feel chayshach. They don't feel like they're in the, in the light. A person, in order to grow, has to have a yurida in the context of nisyonos uh, to be able to go midarga ledarga. When a person has that, they can get bigger, they can get stronger. Now he goes on over here. He says, Tzirufim is the purification process. The, 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 he gets pushed, it brings out the best in him, and that brings out the next Nasav Anishma, the next Kabbalah HaTayra Mechadash. And he says, During the Shas Yerida, it's Be'emes B'Sakona G'dayla. I'm not reading the entire thing, there's just so much over here, but I'm going to try to paraphrase, and I'm paraphrasing in the way that it makes sense uh, that, that, that it's hitting me, uh, and people may have a different reading and a different take on this, but I think that these ideas are very important. So he says over here again, a person goes through this process, they're in the Emes, the Sakana Gedayla, and many people actually fall totally. A person has to be careful, Now this seems very strange. In other words, instead of thinking about being on a cliff, you know, think about a person's on a slope. So I go a little bit higher. Now if I fall, I'll fall from wherever level I am. Now I go a little bit higher up the hill. So if I fall, why would I be yipol legamri? Why wouldn't I just fall a few steps back, but I'm still maintaining, I'm still maintaining that growth that I had originally. So let's take this a little bit differently. When a person grows, whether it's you take a step, when I'm standing here, I'm, I think Baltan talks about this as well. A person is standing, they're standing on two feet, they have a low center of gravity, they're very stable. When a person takes a step, while they're taking a step, they're moving forward. On the other hand, they're really balanced, they're not even balanced well. They're on one foot as they're going. That would be the easiest for a person to push them off. A person's going on a ladder, they're, they're standing with two feet. When they go up, they're all of 
a sudden on one foot and while they're focused on upward momentum they're the least they're the least stable they're they're changing their center of gravity now if you ha- you have let's say a uh, a person who is at one level as a person grows, then they're capable of more, they're stronger, they're heavier. But if at each point in the growth process, a person is unstable, right, then that means that it's true. On one hand, if they grow, it'll become exponential and they'll grow even stronger. On the other hand, if they fall, then they're fall, they're falling entirely. They're falling off the top rung. They fall, they don't necessarily fall to the low rung. It could be they fall totally to the ground. Now, why should this be? Why should it be that they're falling from the top of the ladder all the way to the ground rather than they're just falling a few feet down the hill, down the slope? And there's a tremendous avoda being able to reinforce these things so that a person doesn't lose uh, doesn't lose too much ground if they have a urida. So let, let's take another example. A person is a five-year-old. The five-year-old has one level of amuna. Ten-year-old has another level of amuna. Now, let's say a person is a PhD; they're studying philosophy. On one hand, they can have a tremendously more de- uh, deep appreciation philosophically for certain things, look into the bria, understand how it comes together, understand uh, philosophical proofs of a kaddish baruch Maybe they can understand how the entire bria is shows how kaddish baruch is the fingerprint of a kaddish baruch They can have a really much deeper sense of amuna and mamish. The same way that you look at a building, you look at a blueprint, and it's obvious to you that a very intelligent. Uh, person created it, crafted it. You would never say that it's chas v'shalom an accident. It's obviously the design speaks to the designer, much more so than the person who's five years old. On the other hand, the you have to be very smart to be a kaifer, to be an apikairis. This person who's going into these, delving into these philosophical proofs, into the sciences, he could, uh, this person could, Rahman al-Sam, also reinforce a kfir and an apikarsis and come up with a whole system of logic about how it's nature, not Hashem. On one hand, the younger child might have an amuna pshuta, that doesn't reach that that doesn't reach the nuance, the subtlety, the depth of person with a lot more intelligence. On the other hand, if the five-year-old is you know not thinking about a kaddish baruch Hu, they're not going to get into as many problems. So as a person grows, as a person becomes capable of more, they can go tremendous. But while a person is going through this, and there's there's these uh, these um the cycle of instability and growth, a person has to become very careful that in this period of a yurida, of nisayon, of instability, as they grow higher, that they could also be subject to a tremendous uh, a tremendous hefzid, and they could be yipoligamri chas uh, This applies in an individual sense. This applies in a klalistic sense. He brings over here, likutei alachas, in Erevei Truman, he brings vayavu amalek ve'ilachem in Yisrael berfidim. And the, the Mepharshim tell us, refidim, that, that was when they were in a period of Yerida, a period of Nisayon, that's when all of a sudden the negative forces, that's when there was a tremendous test to make them lose it all. It says, which said a few minutes ago, what does that mean? This is exactly this process before a person gets to Yare Lukim, before a person is going to get to Yare Baishas, to Bereshis, which is Nishma, Tfila, a person who works towards the next period of Nishma, which now they're going to integrate and incorporate into the Nasus that can go to the process again. In line with that process is first Ata Ayafiyageya. First is the period of instability, of tiredness, of weariness, where they're going to be subject to a fall, Chas Shalom. The Oev Yisrael, Parsha Shmais, explains that when a person comes back that the nitsoitzis that a person picked up at the lower levels he's going to bring those up to the level that he started off at so a person is at a level 10 he wants to go to a level 15 so what does he do first he goes down and then he comes back up to the level where he was at before and then he surpasses it what does it mean so i'm gonna suggest just in, in in terms that I think have uh, are a little bit more relatable than the language of that he takes the Nitzitzis and he brings that back up. 
let's say a, a, a person a person wants to grow they're growing from a certain like we said before a, per, a certain place of success they're already a, a senior in high school they're a senior in college they're going through a process and whatever goes whatever they want to accomplish after that is going to be based on their previous experience let's say a person wants to they're learning Chumash let's say they want to learn Rashi so the Rashi is going to be based on their understanding of Chumash the deeper a person understands Chumash, if a person would go through the Chumash and they would be sensitive to the nuance and words and say, hey, this, what's Mamish Pshat in the words? Why is there an extra word here? Why is there a missing letter here? Why does it seem to be not grammatically correct? There's a problem. Something's not fitting. And now they, they learn a Rashi, not just who's just explaining, this is what the Pasuk means. But now Rashi's bringing a Medrash. Hey, why is Rashi bring a Medrash? Rashi generally speaks about Pshat in the Pasuk. Oh, because Pshat in the Pasuk doesn't make sense if you read it straight through. There's something grammatically off about the Pasuk. There's a missing word. There's something that even in the shot of the words has to be inserted in order just for the words to push it make sense. Let me take a Medrash over here and the Medrash is really going to be shot in the Pasuk. This must be what the Pasuk, even on its face, is actually alluding to. The deeper that you have a sense at the first level is the deeper and the uh, or the higher, however you go, that you can have a sense of the, of the next level. So if a person has only five-year-old Chumash and they come back to whatever every year then they're really going to be limited in how much they can be learn Mepharshim also because they're only going to be building something on their understanding at the most basic level. What's the Avoda? I learned Chumash in fi- as, a, as a fifth grade, uh, five years old or in fifth grade. If you would take the same Psukim and you would introduce them to somebody who has a feel for language, somebody's 20, 25, 30, they have a, a very, very advanced in how they look at ancient texts and now you show them the Chumash as somebody who is in, has a PhD in looking at and they, they a text and they say, hey, there's something off about this. And then you show them the Rashi and they say, how did Rashi know that? Did Rashi have more of a PhD than I do? Rashi had a master's degree? I would have been omade on this problem. Rashi went and then they used this measure that seems obscure and they answered up the problem and they're totally floored. You look at this Rishon, the Ramban, did they have a, did they have a degree in psychology? Did they, how did they understand that this is how people react and then they put together Midrashim? The deeper you go at the earlier stages, then the higher that you can go at the later stages. But the problem is, is that where I'm standing, I'm already at the top of the pyramid. I went as far as I can go. I want to go higher. What do I have to do to go higher on the pyramid? I have to build a broader base. How do I build a broader base? I have to go down. I have to revisit those things that I already knew. If you take a person who's from from birth and they do things in their life, they say Moda'ani and they say Kiddush and they put on Sitsis and they put on Tefillin and now they get involved in teaching or Kiruv, uh, is both the same and different, right? Either whether it's teaching kids or teaching advanced people, but just that have a more basic level education. And now they have to revisit things that they've been doing their entire life and they just never thought about it. A, f- a five-year-old can ask them a question that's the most basic thing and they just move past it without ever thinking about it. A person who's coming from says, but why should that be so? And without dismissing the question, you really say, Taka, why did I never think about this question? Because I'm in the middle of doing it. And you have to go down deep. You have to revisit things. You have to start bring people up. The, what you're doing is now you're going back down in levels. You're going back down to the bottom of your pyramid and you're building a stronger base. Once you build a stronger, wider base at the bottom, you can go higher than you ever did. And therefore, you're going to have, the, it has to be that there's a Yerida Kaidam You have to rebuild that base stronger. And I'll tell you, we, I said, revisit a line. He's talking, he's going through uh, the ideas in our Torah that the Yerida is Latachlis Haliyah and the Arida beforehand is the Bechinas of Azus Haguf, and a person has to break the, the Azus Haguf uh, through Simcha, and Simcha is Nasev and Ishmael. So he goes through as we uh, as we went through until a person gets to Azus to Kedusha, and then uh, it's Meshaber, the Azus Haguf. Okay, in, in whatever way that we've been discussing it, but at the end he has a line. He says, uh, Okay, so you break down the Azus Haguf. How do you really get to the nishma? I mean, this is just profound to me. I think that I think that this is maybe what he means, but I'm suggesting. What does it mean to be mahapech? A person has a yurida. 
we, we've said before, not my ha'ara, gamzu litayva. Objectively speaking, God forbid, a person loses a job, a person doesn't get the shidduch, whatever it is, this is not good. Gamzu litova. I believe that if I go through this process, it will be for the good. It'll be part of something bigger and better. But right now, it's not tova. It's litova. It's not tova yet person can have a muna and say it hurts that is not against the muna intellectually say gamzula tova right now it's not tova that's that's okay I, I, I'm on the roller coaster. I'm upside down. I'm throwing up. I know that everything will be okay. It doesn't mean that a person's not allowed to vomit. They do what they have to do. We're holding on whatever level we're holding, and we try to grow. However, when a person now, they're in a corporate job, they're making X dollars a year. They get laid off, and due to sheer necessity, they start a business, and that business now makes them $10 million, okay? Profoundly more, unbelievable orders of magnitude. They're now their own boss, their own violin. Unbelievable. When they make a Sudas Hoda, they now relate to Lou having lost their job. It's on the bad side of the page, knowing that everything will be okay or will be for the best. Or do they say, you know what? I never in a million years would have left a steady job. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. That transforms mahapich. It goes to the good side of the page. When a person goes through this process nishma, that's why it's not just the yurida kaidem aliyah that it goes down before up. Kia yurida hitachlas aliyah. It actually becomes part of the same thing. It becomes part of the same process. As a person gets to nishma, now the Yerida is Tachlis Aliyah. The Yerida is part of the Aliyah. It's Mishapech. The Chayshech is Mishapech until it's part of the process, so to speak, of the R itself. Yes, even looking back, a person can understand that that was a different part of the process than the R, and they were relating to a Kaddish Baruch in a different way. However, looking back, a person understands that there's just as much of a relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem was watching him uh, as much or perhaps even more. Sometimes the example that we've given is when a kid's riding along on training wheels and the father might be running behind the kid. When a person take, when the father takes the training wheels off and now actually the degree of focus and the degree of watching out for the kid where the father might be holding the, his hand maybe just a couple of inches under the seat in case it falls too much one way or the other that he can catch it. He might even be paying more attention to the kid even though the kid feels that there's less of a schmear over there, that he's being held on to less, that there's just as much, just as much a Kaddish Baruch Hu, just as much a Voda, just as much relationship, just as much R, although a different type of R in the Chayshech as well. Uh, he mentions over here, um, Rabbi Atiyah says, and by a Tzaddik that the Yerida is through being Yoyred Lekarev Rechaikim, uh, you know, perhaps we can say that, you know, certainly when you have a, a Rav who is engaged in his own learning and his own Aliyah, and that per, that, that Rav now goes, like we gave an example of Chinuch, or, you know, whether it's fundraising, something outside of the Yeshiva, but especially having to be yoyed to empathize, to be able to be Makai Rechaikim is a, a tremendous amount of, of so to speak, Yerida into places and in different ways, and having to maybe hear different language sometimes, I mean, whatever it is, a person's going to be exposed to a much different array of things, which will grow them uh, and make them much more flexible and grow them in ways they never imagined that they would have grown had they just stayed on the straight path. Uh, however, so he's explaining a, a comment that a person is a tzaddik if they're Russia, so then they, maybe they had a fall. But a comment that a person is a tzaddik in their capacity as a tzaddik, why is there any uh, why is there any room over there for yurida? So this is one way that there's going to be a yurida uh, like we said, broadening the bottom base of the pyramid in, in, in different ways. He talks about the Maisa of David with Basheva and the Maisa of, of Klal Yisrael with the Chet Egel. The Bir Likutim over here explains if uh, if David Melech or Klal Yisrael, from the point of view of, of David, David was a Melech also, but he was an individual. If David was not right for this uh, for this Avera and Klal Yisrael was not right for that Avera, even though as we see it ended up being for benefit, why were they punished? Why do we even call it a sin? And he explains that we say that it was a Michshal. They weren't right to be in that area where they should have even had that Michshal. Uh, however. Uh, the he suggests over here the Bili Kutim Mafteach Tes uh that 
that that when the Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted ideally they should be in this Nisayim, but should not have any of their own uh, taiva or any of their own you know personal relationship with that avera. And he says, Okay, so he's coming to ask why it's even why it's a chet or why there's punishment if they didn't put themselves in that situation. But let's stay closer to the point that we're saying: Why is it that David Amela or Yisrael had to fall into these t- terrible situations, and ultimately that there was some sort of a, some sort of a mechshel over there, and that they, they, there was an actual stumble uh, over there. And he says because David Amelach had greatness ahead of him, and to bring greatness into the bria, Klai Yisrael needed to grow to heights. And in order for that, because again, it's part of the process. This should give a person. Chizik, when a person does have a Yerida, there's a process, Halavai, Halavai, that we should relate to this process in the best way possible, and even if a person is uh, in, in a dark spot, they should relate to it in a positive way, and it shouldn't affect them too much that they end up uh, veering even farther off, that they should have the strength to be able to handle these difficult times and these challenges. However, there is a process built into the Brio, where there's Yerida Tzoyach we said in physical terms, the examples we gave, winding up for the pitch, the Acts. We told, we spoke about it in ruchniyistic terms, and therefore we see that David Amelach, the uh, what came into the bria, the tehillim that we have, that we're able to grow from, that we could tap into David Amelach, the yud gimel midas rachim that came into the bria after the chayta egel that we now use on Yom Kippur by, by tachnon, we, that we have these yud gimel midas on a fast day, that we have these yud gimel midas uh, in the bria that we now can relate to a kaddish baruch from the depths that there's a hechatim so that we can do tshuva and have access to these channels that were opened up in our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we never would have had this uh, this tremendous Ha'ara that came into the world was only only came in by virtue of these uh, of David HaMelech and of Klai Yisrael who really represented the, the godless the fact that over there there was Yerida opened up a tremendous Aliyah that now Klai Yisrael has and that we can benefit from and it was L'Toivah Sa'aylam K'mosha Amra B'Sein Zuchran L'Vracha L'Hairais Tshuva and to Rabbim, in other words, that that the that the Yachid should have an avenue of tshuva by virtue of David having had this mice. Although the Gemara says that everybody says David Chata, he he wasn't Chaytei. But again, without going uh, too deep into that specific Maisa, that that David Amelech Maisa, that, that there was a Milchel for David Amelech, and that to some degree we relate that there was a Chait, and we have Kapitel Nun Aleph. This is the Kapitel of Tshuva, and uh, David Amelech spent his whole life doing. Tshuva. And his whole life in Tfilah, and that now there could be a Mokum for Aliyah for Chaitim and for Klal Yisrael as well. That this is how we understand uh, the part of this process built in. And uh, just Agav, I believe, of Shimshon Fal Hirsch says, even I think maybe he says in the, in the third capital, but he says in, or the fourth capital, uh, he says in other places as well that one of the rayas of the integrity of the MS of the Amun of Taira is not whitewashing. The gedolim. If a gadol is a malach, then the we, we can't uh, we, we can't learn from them. They're a machine. They don't relate to us. Understanding this avoda through the lens and through the understanding. Even though yes, we said that Hakadosh Baruch Hu put the michshel there, and we, we don't even understand the malachim, the the tanoim, the amarayim, let alone David Amelach. Well, we can't say anything negative. But the idea of how the Torah frames things in the the, the human element in something that we can relate to it opens up avenues that we can get closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu that it's not something that's divorced from us. It's something that we can relate to and we understand it through Chazal, through understanding the godless of the Kadmainim and the godless of the 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 you can't even say people, but the others and the the the, the ka through the personalities that we encounter in Tanakh and in uh, and and Viter, but we but still Lamaisa we relate to them in a way that we do have an attachment point to them that we're able to have a voda from it. Then this Hakadosh Baruch Hu put it, these greats in the situation of of a chait so that we can have a relationship also with that aspect of avoda. Okay, uh, unbelievable. We will Mir Tashem finish certainly. To the Hashmatas, I hope, uh, next time, and then uh, they'll be able to, uh, to to come to to the end of the uh, Torah, and then start again. But uh, Mershem, go halavai weiter.